Hey, welcome to the Great Commission Teen. This is a podcast aimed at teenagers at Christ Community Church. Just because you're a teenager doesn't mean that you can't make a contribution to the Great Commission. But in order to do that, you need to be healthy and growing in your faith. That means you need great connections with the people of God, the Spirit of God, and the Word of God. So sit back and relax, because today you're going to learn something. That's right. All right. You're going to learn something today because I'm not alone. I was alone last time, but I'm not alone now. Uh, I'm with my good friend and least favorite leader, Will Reagan. Wait, I'm the least favorite? Oh, no, I didn't mean to say that. You're my absolute number one favorite. Well, actually, I can't play favorites. Right, right. Of course. You're just a, a youth leader that I know. Yeah. Well, you're my least favorite pastor. There are three at our church. <laughs> so you like Joseph better than me? Come on. He's yeah, new. He, he, he hadn't been here long. Well, he, he had us over for dinner. What this do weekend. you know about him? Yeah, uh, That he's from Alabama. And that makes him... <laughs> okay, that's dumb. That's dumb. Well, we're going to pick your brain, and we're actually talking about relationships and friendships. Uh, community is another word for it. And so I want to say, welcome to the mind of Will Reagan. <laughs> and you said... That's, that's more accurate. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, so we're going to be talking about relationships now. Just to, to preview this episode here, guys, we are talking um, about leaders. And I have leaders in the youth ministry for a reason. Uh, I remember in 2006 thinking, I'm going to do youth ministry and I can't do it alone. There's no way I can do this by myself, but I want to have others around me. And one of the biggest things I like about leaders besides the fact that they lead Bible studies and games and teach and all that other thing, uh, all the, all those other things is that they're models. And I don't mean models of perfection. I mean, models of growth in their faith. And so that's what I am doing today is just, we're going to watch, uh, will talk about these categories of friendships and relationships in his life and see how that played out over the years. Um, and I think what you'll see is a guy who's really trying to live out his, his faith and to understand what it means to be a follower of Christ. Uh, and so let's, let's jump in. You, you, you ready? I am so ready. Okay, here we go. First question. Uh, what kind of teenager were you? A lot of us have heard this story, but I think, I think you've had a fun experience as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Ways. So when I was like 13 and 14, I was super lame and I didn't have many friends, and I lived in Chapel Hill. And then when I moved from Chapel Hill to this really small country town, Clinton, North Carolina, I was fed up for being a loser. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be super cool. I'm going to try and hang out with all the cool people. And it was what was really helpful was that I was really athletic as well. So Yeah, me too. That's <clears throat> funny. How many push-ups can you do? At, at least 10. Wow. Okay, yeah, I've got yeah. you beat there. Yeah. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. yeah. I do mine against the wall so that I can do like 20. So. Yeah. I do I do them against the wall except upside down. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> so you're athletic, you're strong, you're in a small town, yeah. you're trying to be cool. Yeah, and so I was pretty successful at, at becoming popular. Um, I mean, there were two popular groups, and I was in the larger of the two popular groups, and it really was just a bunch of the soccer guys and basketball guys that would all hang yeah. out. Um, and so I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm popular. And, uh, so I had a lot of friends, but it, it just, 
and I lived in a Christian home, but I was not a Christian. And so all of them would just, we, it was the worst because we would go to church and we would be in the same youth group. And then we would also party. Everybody would all party. Oh, wow. And so it was literally like, yeah, we're learning about stuff in youth group, but nobody really cares. Okay, so what's the percentage of uh, teenagers that come to our youth ministry that do that same thing? They party during the week and then do youth ministry on Sunday. Well, if it is correlating to my yes. youth group, yeah. 95%. 95%. Oh my gosh. I'm going to name some names. You, you tell me if they're partiers. You ready? Oh yeah. First name. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were, you were living two lives. Basically. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew it and I was purposefully doing it because I didn't want to get my parents mad at me or whatever. And so I was purposefully living two different lives. And then I, Senior year, I wanted to date this one girl that I thought she was really cute, and she was a Christian, and I was like, I know how to pretend to be a Christian, so Mm, I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to definitely try and date this person, and so I start kind of like dating her, and uh, I had her over to our church, and um, like I invited her to my parents' church that I went to at the time, and I don't know what it was about the sermon, but it was like, you are like, he was talking about you, like how our sin makes us liars and we're always two faced. And, Mm -hmm. and if we don't, and if we're living in sin, we know we're lying to everybody around us. And it just, it just hit me so hard. And I realized how, um, just how fake I was. And it was just so devastating. And, like in a good way, it was like calling out my sin and I was aware of my sin. And then I had a bunch of friends and I kind of like stopped going to parties because I didn't feel like it was okay because I wanted to start living more like Christ. I wanted to be a Christian. And so when that happened, like within a few weeks or a month, like I had no more friends. And so the last semester of my high school career, I had zero friends except for my younger sister. Um, Mm. And so it was, that honestly was less lonely than when I had a bunch of friends because it, it was just, I was living so fake. Like, honestly, like I was so fake and everybody around me was just like, nobody really cared, obviously. Especially, so you, you were just as lonely. Yeah, I was just as lonely. Oh. And it was just like, and it was because like when I was with everybody, I. You were fake. Yeah, I was fake. It wasn't really me. Like they kind of, they knew who I was. They knew mm-hmm. what I was doing, but like I was just living just a stupid life. kind of like, feels like you had a little bit of a filter there because you were trying to be popular. So you would filter out the things that didn't make you popular Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. let the things go. So it wasn't a complete act, but you definitely had a filter. Yeah. Well, I tried, I, cause before I was popular when I was like super lame in my, in Chapel Hill, I knew I was really socially awkward. And, and so, and I really didn't care because I was already a loser And so I was like, whatever, like, screw everybody. I don't care if they don't like me. Mm -hmm. But then when I moved, I was like, okay, I kind of know what makes me. Yeah, I kind of know what makes me a loser from middle school. So, like, 
now I'm going to like try and filter out as much as I can um, of that. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not who yeah. I really am. Because you know? deep down inside, you are an annoying loser. That's yeah, deep down inside, I'm an annoying <laughs> that's, loser. That's what I'm hearing you say. I'm not saying that to you, but I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm a mirror. I'll, I'll own it. I'll okay. own it. I don't need you as a friend. No, I was, just you know what? I was, I was an annoying loser anyways, <laughs> yeah. so I, I know how you feel. Yeah, so, yeah. And I'm kind of still that way. But, but yeah. okay, so moving on to um, the categories of friendships. Now, if I, as I right. hear you talking, you know, we're using this word sort of friend in a loose way. So let's get mm-hmm. a little more precise. There are really four categories. And then Lauren mm-hmm. used to be Dean. So four categories. First, mentor, who, someone who pours into you. Uh, and you don't give a lot back to the mentor, but they give you a ton. Then mm-hmm. you've got on the other side of that, the mentee, who you actually uh, give a lot of resources to, and they don't give a lot back to you. So you've got this kind of you know river of people pouring into you and you pouring out. So it's kind of a flowing river. And in the middle category is a, is a friend category, a peer, best friend. These are people that are kind of on your level. They struggle with you. Uh, they're about your age. Uh, you wouldn't say that they're super more mature, less mature. They're, they're kind of right there. And they're Christians. And so those are so there's only a few of those. It's not like 100. But then you've got this uh, fourth category of just acquaintance. And these are like, this could be 100 people. Mm-hmm. So like, like think about your college years. How many acquaintances did you have? Not peers or mentors or mentees, but just people you knew that you hung around with and you knew pretty well, but you didn't, they weren't like your best friends, but they were still friends. We'll call them acquaintances. How many would you say you had? Uh, a bunch, just like, it's really hard. Like a hundred. Yeah. Or more because I Ooh. was an RA. I like still knew people from different groups like mm-hmm. RUF. Uh, I did crew for a year, so people from that. So those, and when it, you say acquaintance, everybody's going to recognize, oh, it's just someone you say, oh, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of your conversation, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like, you know each other, faces, you're in classes together, you kind of know who they are. And every meaningful conversation you have with an acquaintance is, a, is not a, a long-term commitment. Right, right. It's short-term yeah. commitment. Yeah. Uh, and then they come and go a little yeah. bit more frequently. Like if you saw, like at UNCW, there was this place called Einstein's that I loved. Like if I'd see people at Einstein's, I would, like an acquaintance is somebody I would sit yep. with for a little bit or like maybe say hi to and yep. stop by and have like a 10 minute conversation to avoid homework. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Einstein's, that sounds very smart. Like yeah. a nice smart place for uh, smart people to go. It was the best because freshman year I like would spend all my time there and I would talk to the people that worked there and from freshman year first semester to my senior year when I graduated I didn't pay for anything anymore I got free bagels too yeah, it was the best. Yeah. It was the best. They were just like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm Here, like, good. How have are a sandwich. You? And they're like, hey, we made your sandwich. I was like, that's not what I was going to order, but it's free, so I'll take it. <laughs> I didn't, so I wouldn't say that. But yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, you stole food. <laughs> no, I was given food. It was someone, a gift. Someone else's food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move now into uh, the idea of mentor. Have you had any mentors, particularly in college and then even now? Who have been some people that have, um, who have poured into you, given you some, some time and energy, um, and engaged with you, obviously your mom and dad, right? Yeah. They are Christians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and dad, um, when I was growing up, but then in college, uh, my parents actually did a really good job 
I think parenting wise in the sense of like, Hey, we want you to become an adult. So we're here if you need us, but we don't want you to, we mm-hmm. don't want you to rely on us or use us. So kind of like become an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of times your dad called me and said, Hey, how's Will? And I said, Hey, I've got three problems. And he's like, look at the end of the conversation, they're not my problems. They're your problems. <laughs> We've handed Will off to you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. But then yeah. he gave me a hundred dollars and I was happy. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That sounds right. So he definitely yeah. kind of said, Hey, here's, here's a balance church Christ mm-hmm. community. You guys are helping now, but I'm still here. Right. Right. Yeah. He's still available. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your dad and mom, obviously mentors. Um, and, and then, um, who else did you, I mean, you and I've had a lot of conversations. Yeah. I would say for in college, my mentors, number one was you. And then. Okay, hang on. Let's, let's say that again. Number one was you, yeah. David Heinrichs. <laughs> no, that was supposed to be this one. Thank you. Thank you. That's the reason for the Great Commission team uh, to applaud David Heinrichs. So anyway, so, so I was there. Who else? Uh, and then Sam Kennedy and yeah. then uh, Brandon and Lindsay. Um, and Brandon and Lindsay was there for a shorter amount of time, but than the other two mentors, but he was definitely really influential during college. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I, and, and I think, I think you've, um, you've kind of rubbed shoulders with lots of other people who might oh, be yeah. mentor like, but, um, but those are the ones that kind of make the cut. How about mentees? Mentees currently or just, uh, let's say in college, in college, uh, I would say I really tried to, be influential in like Connor Radford's life, Matt Holdsworth's life. And those were high schoolers at the time. Yeah, those were were high schoolers at the time. Mm -hmm. And I tried to start a Wyatt Williams. Uh, I tried to start a youth group with him and we would meet once. Bible study. Yeah, that's what I meant. Within the youth group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to (laughs) start a competitive. Hey guys, I'm the new youth pastor, Will Reagan. (laughs) No, no, my bad. (laughs) Follow me. (laughs) So yeah, I was trying to start a Bible study and uh, I would say that and then um currently probably the biggest mentee in my life is angel bernardez yeah. who was in high school when i was a uh, like a few years ago um but graduated yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. graduated he graduated and uh is there is there like are there people your age i mean can you be a mentor to someone your age yeah definitely okay um and you can yeah but like with a mentee relationship and a mentor relationship, it's a lot easier to talk about more things if it's kind of like understood who's the mentor and mm-hmm. who's the mentee. And it's just because like, if you're a mentee and you know you're a mentee, like when I'm in a men- mentor relationship, I'm like, hey, you're my mentor. Like, here are all my problems. Like, help me think through right, this, right. you know? And so if you if you have a mentee and a mentor that are kind of the same age, it's a lot harder Yeah, it is because it's not impossible, but I think yeah. you're right. There, d- there does have to be an understanding to say, yeah, I'm your mentor. And that's kind of more like Brandon Lindsay. Cause he was only a year and a half older than me. And in college it was like, he was older, but it wasn't like he was, yeah. he was in right. five years older yeah. than me, like me and a, a high schooler, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, like with the Brandon and Lindsay mentorship, he, like I was very, like I went into that relationship. Like yeah. I am a mentee. He is a mentor and yeah. I need help on X, Y, and Z. And he's going to help me. 
And that was, I think that is important to say that if you have a mentee and they don't know you, they're the mentee. <laughs> yeah. That might be a little different. That's different. That's evangelism. And yeah. evangelism, they cannot see you as a mentor at all. They, yeah. they think actually they're your, they're right. higher than you or what, more mature. But really when you're, when you're evangelizing, that's different. So that may be even a different category we're talking about, but we're really just talking about mentees, mentors. Mm -hmm. They have to have an understanding. Um, can you imagine you growing as a, as a Christian, um, without mentors and mentees? So what was, start with mentors. What, obviously they, they give you lots of accountability mm -hmm. and a lot of information, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you definitely can grow without a mentor and like being, a, and being a mentor, but you just miss out on so much, you know, like I think back to in college and how influential you like, for instance, soft into freshman year. I don't mm -hmm. remember if you remember this conversation you talked about the military. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your dad and I had a conversation too. Yeah. About that. So, uh, Hey David, I don't want to be in college anymore. I want to save yeah. the world and I want to be in the military. Yeah. Yeah. I want to drop out of college. I've, <laughs> already let the college know I don't want to come back <laughs> and I'm applying to the Citadel and the Naval Academy help. <laughs> and so you as a mm. mentor, I mean, just think if I didn't have a, you as a mentor, you were the only person other than my parents and my parents, they had kind of known I wanted to be in the military for like three years yeah. and nobody else was in my life in a mentorship way to say, hold on, let's, think about this. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to do this, we need to know exactly why you're going to do this. Cause right. you're making a huge like tectonic shift here. Let's figure this out. And I think that's important to say, I wasn't the brick wall immediately. It's, it really is. Let's filter this together. And yes. I've got a really good filter because I've been through a lot. Right. I'm going to give it to you yeah. and let you kind of work with it. Yeah. And through that process, I realized, and I can't remember if you remember or I don't know if you remember the reason why I ended up not going, but basically the biggest reason was that I missed this camaraderie that I had mm -hmm. throughout growing up with sports because I was yeah. always doing sports. I literally would do sports year-round from five until I graduated, and I'm going into college, and I don't have sports anymore in my life, and I'm missing this mm. relationship with – someone who's like striving with you and yeah. beside you for something that's outside right. of yourself. That's better, like a championship yeah. or, or whatever. Your best friends come from your teammates. That's, mm -hmm. that's always the case. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about mentees? You know, what would your life be like or your spiritual walk with the Lord be like without mentees? Um, I would say it would be less fulfilling in the sense of like, you don't get to see someone grow more unless hmm. in, you're involved in uh, with a mentee. Like if you help someone because same experience, like, Hey, I've been through how to figure out your degree through four years of college or where you want to go to, or like currently with Angel Bernardez, it's like X, Y, and Z. I literally was there three years ago and I can give you this mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. And it's like seeing them be like, get that like light bulb where they're like, oh my gosh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you saved me yes. a year of yeah. pain. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like that, that's so yeah. helpful and it's good to see them yeah. grow and change. And, and you know, hey, 
yes, I was an influential part in that decision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think I think you get to see the gospel be powerful because I mm-hmm. think if you don't have a mentee to pour into or to, to give yourself to, you don't actually see the gospel as clearly because it 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 you it works mm-hmm. and God works through you for a reason for you to work in other people's lives. Right. For a peer, I know this is a little bit different, but let's you know I, I'm thinking of um, how important it is to be Christians together. Can you have a peer, mm-hmm. a best friend who's not a Christian? No, because. I mean, you can have acquaintances with people that are not Christians. That could be helpful to yeah, you. That yeah, that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. And you, when it comes to a peer, when I think of a peer, I think of like one of my really close friends that I'm like, hey, like I let's hang out and talk about X or whatever, like what's happening mm-hmm. with the election or what's happening with whatever's going on in life. Like, Let's hang out and talk. And if someone, if you're in a peer relationship and you have to always be on guard about certain things, like if they're not a Christian, they're not going to understand why you do so many things the way you, Mm -hmm. like if you're actually living out your faith, a peer that's not a Christian isn't going to relate with you on so many different levels. I mean, for peace sakes, I, I try to like structure my, each one of my days around being a Christian, I fail often, but it, I'm trying and a peer helps me like succeed in different areas. And if a peer is not a Christian, they're going to be like, well, why do you even need to do that? Yeah. So you have and, to start all over again. Yeah. Then you start all over tell, again. Tell me about Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, every Tuesday I meet with a group of guys that are all around my age and re- so you don't invite me. Yeah. Because you're really old. <laughs> Dang it. Dang wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Dang it. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> okay, um, so these guys, they, they you, you kind of organized it? Yeah, I organized it. I made a group of guys that are all around my age that are willing to be, if you don't know the biblical story, but like a Jonathan mm-hmm. or a shield bearer in my life where I'm either trying to do a task or trying to succeed in something and they come alongside me and they say, Hey, I'm here for you. Like mm-hmm. I'm here to help you succeed, yeah. you know? And I didn't really have that other than maybe like Nick Sawyer uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And a year ago is when I really started this. And, and now I have s- several people in my life where I can go to and say that are my age and say, Hey, like help, can you help me with this or think through this mm-hmm. or uh, what should I do? do with this and and they're all around my same age. And so it's, it's a, such a great time to just be in community with people of my age. Um, and, and it's been, I mean, I look forward to Tuesday every single week because Mm. of those guys. I think it's important, um, to mention one small thing. There's a lot of tension between males and females, who, who, who strive to be best friends. Right. So it's hard to do yeah. that. But one of your friends became your wife. Yeah. So that, that was an, a unique thing with Lauren. Yeah. Um, and you actually did use your mentors and your peers. Some of those people were yes. in your wedding. Um, I was, I was a part of your wedding and so many others were too. Uh-huh. Um, and that was the one friend that became family. Right. So that was so awesome to see. Um, and, and we won't get into that, you know, too much more today because I want to make one more point about acquaintances. Um, and that's how we'll end today. So acquaintances, 
are, are very important category. You need a lot of people, a lot of the positive accountability or just modeling for you what what is a good sort of way to go comes from these people that come in and out of your life. I think Paul Phillips, you know, he, you and him don't sit down every week, the senior right. pastor of our church, but mm-hmm. but he, you see him every week in a sermon. So he is an acquaintance. I don't know that he's your mentor, right? but he is a great and very uh, helpful person in your life, as, mm-hmm. as many others could be. Um, so acquaintances, we don't want to downplay those things, but these are the big categories in your life. And I think I think what I'm trying to say to the teenagers is, guys, you need to be well balanced, um, like you know, Will Reagan is. He went through all these different things that he was thinking about. Who am I going to marry? What's my career? Um, and we can get into this, some of those details later. But I mean, he, lots of these decisions he ran through his community. Uh, and, and, and all of the idols that he saw in the sinful nature came from like, Hey, someone in my community sees this in me. Uh, and he's able to use his gifts and, and really, uh, give away the gospel to others in his mentees. So this community is very important. It's one of three things that we need to grow is the people of God, the word of God, and the spirit of God. The people of God are essential. So, mm-hmm. all right, as we end, I'm going to say one, two, three, and you're going to say the last word of our podcast. Pressure's on. Here we go. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, uh, happy. All right, guys, that's that's happy. I, okay. That is the Great Commission Team Podcast. Friend, friend. friend whatever. <laughs> Bye-bye.